Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And it is just us today, Nathan and I. Uh, Sean O'Connell is so busy, uh, but he made time to join us for uh, minutes 146 and 147. So just shout out to Sean once more. Thank you for joining us this week to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. You know those reporters always on the run for the next scoop. So yeah, thank you so much. It was a pleasure, <laughs> honestly. Today, we're talking about minute 148 of part five, All the King's Horses, and it's going to start with Cyborg completing his hack that will allow Barry Allen to access um, the uh, Star Labs, and then the minute is going to end with uh, Star Labs entirely being ordered to evacuate because there is some sort of Xeno outbreak affecting the laboratory. Um, yeah, we got a, uh, we got a really, this is a really cool minute. This is, uh, this is a great midweek minute. Can we use that name? Midweek minute? Yeah. I don't know. Is it, (laughs) look it up. Is it taken? Um, Has it been used yet by someone? (laughs) Yeah. Has it been, have I already used it as a title for another podcast? Uh, that's really like the hardest thing because... Man, there's so many phrases that like it'll just like pop in my head. It's like that sounds so familiar to me. It's like nine times out of town, you probably wrote it down as a silly, stupid episode title. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's so many episode titles that seem, uh, it could seem, uh, like limping in it. But I've thought about it. Like sometimes you say something slash minute, and you're like, oh, that's. I mean, that perfectly encapsulates and what we're talking it. about yeah. today. Um, uh, this minute and. No, no, midweek minute is not it. Um, <laughs> but yes, like you said, this this minute and tomorrow's minute and Friday's minute, th- it's just a really groovy set of minutes where it's just like Good you're word. in, you're in it. You are in this atmosphere of the Justice League in this Star Labs. It's it's very high tech, but like cold and and minimal lighting, and it just has this like coolness to it that it just it kind of you go through the motions of it and you're like wow this is pretty cool i'm i'm enjoying this part of the movie a lot um, i'm really <clears throat> i'm really enjoying this part he's of choked the movie. up over here oh my he's, gosh did you, he's emotional <laughs> it's okay. i'm really uh, enjoying uh this part of the movie this is like just screaming um justice league to me um, with how mm-hmm. the pacing of the story that's being told right now, where it's just going back and forth between like what's happening essentially outside versus what's happening inside Star Labs, and then it's all yes. going to meet in the middle here. Um, but this is like one of the coolest like as- assembly moments that I think I've seen like in a team crew setting. Um, yeah. Because it also, I mean... <sighs> Really, Batman's entrance in this is like what what really gets you. It's just like okay, yep. Now we're now we're Justice League, and this is it. This is good. Yes, and 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 this you know Batman's entrance. First of all, just to catch everyone up on kind of like what's going on in this minute. Yes, I, I don't mean to jump around. I'm so sorry, but we are going to jump around a bit with this one because there's like Nathan said, there's 
there's uh, characters on the outside coming into Star Labs, and there's characters on the inside that are going to have to leave Star Labs. So there's a changing of the guard here that's happening in this minute. Um, you know, Dr. Silas Stone, he's been cleared. There's no, um, there's no Xeno, Xeno outbreak that they've tested for. He's, he's clear. Everyone that was involved in the Metropolis Project, um, they're in the clear. And then at the same time, the Justice League, they have now, they have now gotten access into Star Labs with uh, Kal-El's body in this truck. So they are entering the facility. Now, what's really cool about Batman in this movie and in this minute is because it's not a Batman movie, you can have an entrance like this for Batman where he's just a character of the group who gets to grapple into the shot instead of it being about him. It it becomes about him like indirectly where he's just like, oh, that's really cool that Batman just shows up like that. Um, and not because if it was a Batman movie, there'd be so much focus on him like preparing to grapple down into a scene and having it be the yeah, coolest thing ever. Yeah, it would do ever. a good shot of like the grapple gun and all that stuff and it would do a good gadget little view just yeah. a little little peek behind how batman works but uh that's not it right now we just need this uh cape crusader to essentially do what batman does and that's just show up um he's calling yeah. the shots right now this is a very <laughs> let's just think about what they're trying to do they are taking clark kent's lifeless body that they just dug up and are breaking into one of the most secure facilities on the planet this is the scout ship like Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen and everybody everywhere else and always all the time this is a big deal um and i think that it's it kind of maybe isn't I, I guess fully conveyed to audiences that like hey this is like the justice their justice league is breaking into star labs you gotta like that is that's like a note card that's like on a on a freaking cork board in like a writer's room. That's it. It's like Justice League breaks into Star Labs. It's like, oh, go on. I'm interested. You have my full attention. Why are they yeah, why and, do they and, need to break in? What are they doing? And not not to not to steal something, but to bring something in, you know. And yeah. so Yeah. And and it's to to explain that scene in which Batman does that wonderful grapple into frame. Um, so the camera chooses in that moment that Wonder Woman is somewhat the the point of view. You know, she's the first one to walk into frame, so it's about her. It's about you know she's stepping out of this truck, and then as as it leaves her and it kind of then positions itself on Aquaman and Cyborg, that they are the ones who experience how cool it is that the Batman shows up out of nowhere. And I think it's be- why this works so well could also be that Zack has had experience with uh, an ensemble cast of superheroes, you know, with Watchmen in 2009 and, and having Patrick Wilson, you know, as, as Night Owl. Then it's like, oh, well, you know, I've done this kind of character before, obviously, because it, it kind of resembles that character. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, there you go. Good, <laughs> good tiptoeing. So that's why it works so well, because it's like, oh, you know, Zack Snyder has always been ripe for these type of movies because he can he can capture these superheroes in their costumes, um, and and like just having scenes like this, um, and it's just nice to see like all this uh, wonderful costume design um, 
by Michael Wilkinson to do this. So it's, it just works so well. This is like one um, of the better, just like one of the better practical effect everything. So, mm-hmm. Mostly practical effect everything that happens in this mo- uh, movie. It reminds me a lot about when we were talking in Man of Steel, how it's if you touch it, it has to be real. So like. I think a lot of that is happening right now. The only thing, really, is just, like, costuming. That's no CGI costuming. And Batman's suspended entrance. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. if they reverse the... If if it's a whole thing where he started on the ground and reversed it up, great, awesome. That's, That's cool as hell. If he came down and... You know what? The wire isn't... I don't actually see his weight being taken off of from his midsection because that's a big no no for me. Um... I'm not seeing that, so it's very well seems like it could... Yeah. It looks like the weight is on his arm, so that's really, really cool. Um, even if it's Citron it, it, doing it, it's like, dang, that is... Yeah. You got it. You are... Both of you are Batman. <laughs> so, yeah, so it is... You know, it's, it's Citron when he's when he's grappling down, and then it, it quick cuts it even does. closer, it, right? And then, and then it has, like, an actual cape, because when he's coming down it's like full on batman silhouette Mm -hmm. cgi cape and then before it becomes too cgi by flowing back down to the floor and touching it it then like quick cuts to ben affleck with this very well draped cape uh, like over the shoulders and and just a very light leather like you can see this material it's a heavy cape (laughs) yeah like it has so much weight to it and you're almost thinking like oh my gosh it doesn't look like it it almost looked like as it comes down there's a mechanism in it kind of and hey who knows Mm -hmm. maybe there is to be honest with you (laughs) um (laughs) yeah what did we talk about in that other movie lucius fox said something about it yeah um but uh, the way that the cape just rests on his shoulders uh, naturally is like, mm-hmm. and he can still move. And from what I can see, at least move comfortably for a few steps instead of having to, you know, Michael Keaton shuffle or whatever you want to call it. like The Michael Keaton shuffle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've heard of it. <laughs> Practicing it for my wedding. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. We're all, we're all, we're all going to do it in a line. Um, everybody gets a cowl. (laughs) (laughs) Hard Um, rubber. The whole place is going to smell like rubber. Oh, that's great. Oh boy. So you said this is a very Justice League minute. Now it is a very, uh, this, this would be part of the film in its DNA. Something that's like baked into it years prior is that this is, this is the new 52 DNA that was put into it at the time. You know, this is a 2017 movie. Uh, in 2011, the new 52 started. It, you know, they they did Justice League Origin, and then Justice League, um, the the second issue, which I I can't remember, or the second volume that that second arc, I can't remember what it was called. Maybe I can look it up real quick. But it it um, this. Jeff Johns era, New 52, Justice League, this this would be what it's trying to establish. And of course, there was also Justice League War, which was um, the DC animated film of the DC animated movie universe. Volume 2 was like the dude that was writing about Justice League. I don't even remember what that volume was called. Yeah, I, I can't remember the actual name of that. It was like a metaphysical uh, thing. He was like source wall writing. 
about he Justice was. League. It was like the book of the unwritten cult yeah. kind of thing from Doom Patrol, but not. Um, but what I was going to mention about that is that um, uh, that the Star Labs in Justice League Origin and Justice League Volume Two of the New Fifty Two started to play a bigger role because Cyborg was, you know, one yes. of, of a mother box and stuff like that. And so this is kind of that DNA here in, in this movie where they're like, oh, you know, Star Labs is a big deal, you know, and everything's going to happen in Star Labs. And there's a lot, a lot of the things that are happening cosmically, we come to Star Labs for their answers and they'll start explaining it with science and all this stuff. This minute feels like, oh, this is like, where the new 52 really influenced this cinematic universe because the justice league is here in star labs. And sometimes I repeat things on the show one, because there's new listeners and sometimes, you know, I I'd rather repeat it to give context, but sometimes I repeat things cause I don't know if we've said it before, but have we called this room the red room yet? I'm pretty we have. certain. Um, because I was thinking the exact same thing um, with your talking about um, the New 52 influence. Um, also, the Red Room is now, and also with the help of Flash. No, that, yeah, I guess they had, did they call it the Red Room Flash? I don't know if they called it the Red Room Flash. I don't know if they called but, it that. Um, the because... Red Room was like, and with Cyborg as well, like that was a well-known and well-established setting um, location-wise in comic book panels. Um for a lot of reasons uh the main one being because everything was red <laughs> and mm-hmm. it was a big deal it was like you know the weapon it was all you know crazy stuff that's just where things went y- you know there wasn't a, a a superman fortress of solitude that he could lock things up in because he was just a schmuck at that point with a with a great collar um and so the Red Room needed to be like this safe haven thing and just so happens that Cyborg, another what is this weapon, maybe not, maybe something thing, was birthed out of there. Um, so extreme full circle. Um, I think we have called this the Red Room. I think we did call it the Red Room before, uh, well, months ago, <laughs> um, long time ago. But also, mm-hmm. Long time. and I don't know, and if I'm repeating myself again, I apologize, but the biggest red flag for the red room here in this that we can see is the walls are painted a deep burgundy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it is very cool. So like that's like one thing that you need. When you go into Star Labs, you really only go to the one room. <laughs> and you kind of have to look yeah. for context because you'd be like, are they making this red? Is there red stuff in here? If it if it's red, it's the red room. If it's not, then it's just somebody's office. <laughs> yeah, no. So like, that's that's why I was saying because when I was reviewing the minutes, the the walls are actually painted red for yeah. just this room. So it makes a lot of sense for the staff to have nicknamed it. Oh yeah, the red the red room, room. Um, because we, the, someone decided to paint the walls yeah. red for some reason. Also, if we want to think back to the security footage that is seen in this movie, as well as Dawn of Justice um, with Silas Stone, it is red. Everything is red in there, so mm-hmm. it is the red room mm-hmm. as well. So it's it's, it's also this red kind of uh, curtain, like a, yeah, not a shower curtain, but it looks like a, like a, a liner, like a biohazard, yeah. So it has like thing. this red curtain. Uh, of course, in this minute when everything goes red alert, it's 
you know, it will actually turn the whole room red. All the screens are red. So it becomes a really red room uh, in this minute. So uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. So, um, but I, the reason I bring that up with the new 52 as well is because the red room, uh, it was coined in Justice League Volume 2 of the new 52. So not even in Volume 1, Origins, it was in Volume 2 with, um, they were battling Dr. Ivo and all that stuff. Okay. And, um, whoever that guy was that was writing the, the book. <laughs> so, um, and, 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 you know, the, the Red Room, it's a, it's a place where, um, like, you know, in, in, in future Justice League movies, if they were going to do it, they could, um, make this a, a, a base kind of like, they don't have a Justice League tower yet, um, but they could come here for more cosmic answers like um you know we've, we've had a mother box but what about a father box why and... do you say that why do you think that let's because... not forget this is still a kryptonian scout ship and it's kind of like hybrid like yes it's still like humans most advanced science place <laughs> with the most high highly advanced computers and stuff yes um i agree with you is it a telescope? Uh, are they utilizing the scout ship as like things to do that kind of stuff? I don't know why I just said telescope. That was the first thing that came to my mind. But it'd be awesome if like Silas like, like would go in <laughs> and would be like, "Oh, I need to like look through the Kryptonian f- freaking library of whatever," and he mm-hmm. started using liquid yeah. geo metal, and he's like, "Yeah," and he just does like <laughs> good guy version of what Lex Luthor was doing, you know? But like, it becomes like a catch all where. It's 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 scout ship, so it's 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 kind of Fortress of Solitude. It's kind of Star Labs. It's kind of um, uh, Justice League Watchtower. It, it can kind of be everything for like answers, and and because Doctor Choi is still here as as uh, you know what would be the you know the Atom, it's uh, you know he can. I like thinking it that out. way. I I do like thinking that like how the justice league or at least batman would have enough sense to be like hey i need to i can we need to start working together like i'll still chill in my bat cave and use my bat computer but i'll also bring you other stuff here dr Choi, because now you're the atom and now like this is where you hang out this is where you do your cave dealings i like (laughs) that joint uh your xenoscience i like that joint operation between (laughs) Wayne, Wayne Enterprises computers and Ryan Choi uh, Adam stuff. That's cool. Yeah. And he's in this minute, so it, it, it gives, um, you know, it, it brings more spotlight to the character and to, you know, not just make it Dr. Silas Stone um, alone in Star Labs, but to, to establish another character in here. So it's like, it's saying, hey, get more familiar with this character. This character is going to be a little bit of an exposition character or a supporting character for a supporting character, but get used to them because by the end of the movie, we're actually going to pass the baton from Dr. Silas Stone to another superhero who will then help the Justice League and become part of the Justice League in a way. Um, and then, you know, so uh, that character is here, has a bit of screen time uh, to, you know, be part of this red room. And then that's when the red alert happens. So, um, overall it's just, you know, um, 
It's just a really good, solid Justice League part of the story. It feels like you're reading a comic book in this moment. Um, and then the main core cast are just like, this is a time to look really cool in your in your costumes. And it's like, yeah, hell yeah, I like this. <laughs> you know what I really like is this, like, embroidered, 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 embroidered. Embroidered. That sounds so weird to me now. The embroidered star You're thinking labs. embroilered. Yeah. Like a... <laughs> The bomb thing in the broiler boiler room, um, yeah. The embroidered Star Labs uh, lab coat with the patch mm-hmm. on it, like you're hitting all just uh, really cool wardrobe choices for this. Honestly, like that is yeah a costume in itself right there. Um, it's a really it, it, it's why I really like Michael Wilkinson because like it it's not just getting concept art and being like, well, this is the shape and, and, and the and the look of the character. It's like he spends time, okay, what's the texture? Like what yeah. fabric are we using? And I'm sure a lot of costume designers, that's like, that's obvious, you know. But when you nail the texture down and, and the camera captures it, this lab coat isn't just a lab coat. It's almost like a, a, like almost a like duster a jacket. Yeah. It's, it's cool. like this. This looks like it keeps you warm. It's like so it's almost cool. like a very formal jacket, like a Western influence in it too, with this like strap on the back that tapers it in. Like, mm-hmm. man, just a really the seams right, on quality. the dang sleeves. Those are tight. Ooh, that's like, a nice jacket. If I had to look up like this type of jacket, it would be an expensive jacket. <laughs> but it's a lab coat at the same <laughs> it time. Looks it's like so it's like strange. Made a canvas or something like. Dang, that is yeah. That is a nice coat. <laughs> That's a nice coat. So, uh, just all around great costuming in this minute. Um, and of course, uh, we have the red alert. Uh, this will set Doctor Silastone to start thinking that 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 this is strange and uh, abnormal, which is strange for a place that handles alien technology. But um, yeah. So that's all I have for this one, Nate. Is there anything you had for this one? Not so much anymore. Um, the last thing I did want to point out really was the first time I actually paid attention to it because of the minute-by-minute format. But when we were talking mm-hmm. about Batman grappling down, the camera does switch. You mentioned it. We do a little bit of a camera cut from, I guess it's from CGI cape to him fully standing and, and get it. But, like, I don't... I don't know. I think because I'm watching it right here in just this 60 seconds that it is a sore thumb, obviously, um, because I clearly didn't really pay attention to it at all before I was watching it. Um, But yeah, it like just does this just really close up zoom. And hey, maybe that's the whole idea of like, well, this movie wasn't finished at one point. Well, it's like, okay, well, it was, but it wasn't. Maybe that was a thing that was like, ah, shit, we didn't get to that. But we have this. And you know what? That's good enough. Who cares? Go. Um, I'd be lying if I said I've never hit a jump cut and said, who cares? Go. No one's going to talk about it. <laughs> so it's, it's the scene. It is that shot of, of Batman grappling down into frame, right? Yeah. Now yeah. you're saying, you're saying, cause the aspect, aspect ratio is the same, the aspect, right? It's it's, it really is. I think it's, it's a jump cut because it looks like it's either a switch of camera placement or switching of lens, or maybe it was a whole different reel, or maybe it was two different takes that were just t- put together. What have? Oh, hang on. Uh, the dog. <laughs> the dog was gone. It has, or, it has an please opinion. Stop. 
or what have <laughs> you. But um, the cut goes from like a little bit of a wider shot because the flash you can still see in uh, the background mm-hmm. on the, the left hand side. And then it just goes up to a really closer over the shoulder shot of um, not even the flash. Sorry, it was Victor. You just go to a straight over the shoulder shot of uh, Arthur, and it's um, you know it's it's it, it's the continuous camera continuous camera movement. It's almost like a it's almost like a Children of Men thing where they were trying to do the one take one camera roll of of action and movement at the same time. Um, but it isn't. It's a it's it's an obvious cut. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's something you caught that you're not supposed to, right? Like because it's minute by minute, we can we can see it, but uh, it's almost like the people, the audience watching it will not notice because it's too close to what they were just looking at that it's supposed to seem seamless. And what it is is that yeah, it is that you know Cetron is the actor in the suit. And then we need to switch to Ben Affleck in the same shot without having people realize that the actor has changed. And so as and it's also such on with no cape. So he lands, they, they, they stop, switch to Affleck. He comes in, the camera kind of continues on the track that it was headed for, which right. would be right behind Jason Momoa's shoulder, putting him in third person. And then, action you know what and then it's Ben Affleck we haven't even thought about it what if this is a complete reshoot part because there's a reason why Victor is not in frame maybe there's a reason why Victor's not in frame well no because there's no there's no reason to have Victor in, in the shot here because we just need one person to be witnessing Batman and yeah and we I need to focus like Batman did something really cool everyone pay attention to him look yeah. at how cool he is <laughs> Yeah, and it really so. is that, and it probably was while you're watching as an audience, you just don't even pay attention to that half of a second jump that you're just like, dang, Batman just grappled down, and that was the coolest cape movement I've ever saw. Yeah. 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 All right, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minutes. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.